Welcome back. I'm so excited you're here today. I have a special surprise for you today. A special guest, one of my friends, Ranika, who has some really amazing content to share with you. And I really believe this is going to be a moment that sets some people free. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be amazing. But hey, if you have been being impacted by this podcast, I just want to ask you to do one thing. Pause this just for a moment and go leave a starred and written review on Apple Podcasts. This brings me so much joy. It is the number one way that you can thank me. And what it does is it helps this podcast get more visible so that more mamas can find this hope and this healing that you have found here. So do me a favor, go run and do that. I'll be sharing some more reviews on the podcast. But for now, let's go jump into today's content. I am so excited. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. So excited to be here with you today with Ranika. She is an amazing woman coming here from the Mama Trauma podcast. And she has some really specific, amazing information to share with you today. And I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about it. But I just know that this is going to be so good for some of you. Some of you need to be set free from this. You don't even realize what has been happening. You don't realize what it was that wounded you growing up. And this is going to be the answer for you. So I'm really excited for today. Um, so before we jump into Renika's story, Renika, tell us like just a little bit about yourself and what you're passionate about. Yes. Okay. So I'm really, really excited to be here with you guys. So I am passionate about helping daughters of narcissistic mothers to heal. So basically my mission is to help them to break generational trauma off of their lives so that they can finally rise up into their legacy of freedom and abundance in Christ. So I do that through my podcast. I do that in my Facebook group, through my courses and my coaching. And I just help daughters of narcissistic mothers to finally heal their trauma so that they can really rise up into who they were created to be. So incredible. I just got like chills hearing all of that. It is so clear the anointing on your life. And I just um I'm so stoked to have you here. So thank you for thank you for your time and all the things that you're doing in this world. It's amazing. Um yeah. So I want to just get started with your story. I think our stories are so powerful. And so I'm just curious, whatever you want to share, I would love to hear a bit of your story. What was it like growing up with a narcissistic mother? And like, when and how did you realize that you had a narcissistic mother? Uh, so my story is is quite something. So my biological father, he wasn't really in my life. Um, and so my mom, she married a man when I was very, very young. And of most of my life, I kind of concentrated on the abuse 
that he gave because Mm -hmm. he was physically abusive. And of course, that is the one that most people hear about. So I was, I was always a lot. And that was the one that was more, more, I think, seen, you know, in the household, you know, it was more visible. Um, He was very, 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 um, abusive. Mm-hmm. So I spent a lot of my childhood more concentrated on that abuse. And I did, I never saw my mom as abusive. She's a covert narcissist. So her narcissism is really, really um, sneaky, really, really un- underhanded. It's never quite out there and in your face. So I never saw her as abusive in any way. I really only saw him as being abusive. And it wasn't until I kind of started, I, I, I grew up, you know, and I started to, it was really kind of when I went to college and I started seeing other people in their interactions with their mom. And it was like, uh oh, hmm. something's not right with my interaction with my mom. Like, and and when I was talking to other people and I was experiencing certain things with my mom, the look on their face, or you know, I remember clearly, you know, having one relationship that I was in. He was like, Renika, your mom shouldn't be treating you like that. Your mom shouldn't be talking to you like that. And it was only then that I kind of started to question it for myself, but it wouldn't be, it would be several, several years down the line before I would ever hear the term narcissism. And when I did, I think I was probably searching for YouTube videos, just really, really looking because my background is criminal justice. So a lot of um, abnormal psychology. So as I started to study in college, it was like, okay, something is wrong. Let me start digging into it and looking and trying to see what is wrong. And when I saw it, when I started getting all the information on narcissism, it was like, check, check, check. This is it. Um, The whole family dynamic, everything. It explained my life to a T. Wow. That, yeah, it makes so much sense that there's this visible trauma going on. And so it's so easy to spot that. It's so easy to understand it and see it. And then, but there's this whole underneath layer that almost impacts you more because you don't see it. You don't realize it's there, but it's affecting you the whole time. I can only imagine how powerful that was once you learned this language to describe what was happening, what had been happening. Holy moly, that is insane. Um, that's why I'm so grateful for you to be here today, because I think there are some some listeners that have that same experience, like they don't realize what has been happening their whole lives. And so I'm just I'm so grateful for you. Absolutely. So, yeah, for those listeners that, that are listening and they're, they're hearing this and they're thinking, huh, I wonder if that could be me. What are some signs that that your mom or their mom might be a narcissist? What does that look like? Yeah, so narcissism is a personality disorder that's marked by excessive preoccupation with yourself and your own needs. And the biggest thing to think about is it's excessive. Okay, so we all have some narcissistic qualities, right? We all have some times in our life when everything is about us. But the difference between us and a narcissist is that they are like this all the time. Okay. So what makes a person have narcissistic personality disorder is that it is frequent, this behavior, it is intense and the duration is for a long period of time. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
So some of the traits that you will notice more than likely if your mom is a narcissist is that she will be highly manipulative. Okay. So she will constantly be looking for ways to manipulate the relationship, to manipulate situations between the two of you, to make everything always go in her favor. It's always got to be her way or the highway, and she will do anything to make things go in her way. Another thing is that she will usually be very, very entitled, entitled to your time, entitled to your energy. If you have children, she will feel a sense of entitlement to your children. She will feel entitled to be in your physical space. She will feel entitled to call you and she will expect that you answer the phone when she calls you. And when you don't do these things, usually there will be some type of backlash, whether it's silent treatment, her just sending you mean texts, it'll be always some type of backlash for you not doing exactly what she wants you to do when she wants you to do it because she's entitled to get you to do what she wants you to do. And she has no sense of you having your own life or you having your own priorities. Another thing is that she absolutely lacks empathy. If you ever try to call her on any of her behaviors, hold her responsible, hold her accountable, she completely lacks empathy. She will never apologize. And if she does apologize, it's always this weird blanket statement of like, oh, I'm sorry. But she never truly gets down to what she's sorry for and that she's actually going to stop the behavior. It's just, I'm sorry so that we can go back to normal. I, I just want to apologize so that we can go back to normal. Or she'll say something like, forgive me. Okay. So that's a big one, but she will never actually take accountability and responsibility for her own actions because she has no empathy. She doesn't see you as an actual person with feelings, needs, wants, opinions. Narcissists see other people as objects that they can control and that they manipulate. They see you like a Tupperware bowl, something that they use when they need it. And when they don't, they just discard it and throw it, you know, on the dish rack. That's how they see people like things. Okay. And then another thing is that she will be very arrogant and boastful. So a lot of times she will be very boastful about herself, boastful about her accomplishments, and a lot of times boastful about your accomplishments. So this can be really tricky, especially for children of narcissistic parents, because they're like, oh, you know, she's proud of me. It's not really coming from a place of her being proud of you. It's coming from a place of she wants to bring these accomplishments up because it makes her look good as your mother. It's always tied back to her. And then the narcissist feels superior. They feel completely superior to almost everybody that's around them. They put themselves up on a pedestal and everybody is here to be subject to them. Oh, wow. That, that is a lot. And you just paint such a clear picture. It's, you know, because I've, I've studied this and, you know, I've known what the criteria for a narcissist diagnosis is. And I know all of this, but when you paint it out in such a clear picture, because you've lived through it, it's just so, so clear. And I even like can have a friend. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is what's happening with her mom. And so I'm just so yeah grateful for you. And I, mama, if you are listening and this is sounding like what you have walked through, 
just know that there is freedom and there is hope. This sounds so overwhelming, but you've lived in that overwhelm. And um, that's the beauty of Renika, everything that she brings. She has this path out of healing and we're going to get there in a minute. She's going to talk to us about what that healing process looks like. Um, but first, what Ranika are what are some of the impacts that that all of this that you just talked about has on the daughters who have survived this abuse? Mm, the impacts usually are pretty severe. So a lot of times, daughters that have survived narcissistic abuse, they carry this sense of fear, obligation, and guilt. Um, we call it the fog um, in having in their relationship with their mom. And then it carries over into all of their other relationships. They operate out of constant fear of trying to make other people happy and they feel obligated to make other people happy. And then they experience intense guilt when they're not making other people happy. So a lot of times we are extremely, extremely codependent in our relationships with other people. Um, Another thing is that daughters of narcissistic mothers usually really, really struggle with self-esteem. They have been extensions of their mother their entire lives. So a lot of times they don't even know themselves enough to like themselves or appreciate themselves for who they are. Many times when we go on on this healing journey, one of the first things that we realize is I don't even really know who I am outside of her because this whole time she's told you what to think, how to feel, who you are. She's told you everything, where to live, you know, who to like, who to not like. A lot of times it, it's, it takes us a minute to even figure out who we are as an individual outside of our mother. We will also usually suffer in relationships because this happened to us within our household and in our formative years, when we go outside of the household and we begin to make relationships, a lot of times we will find that friendships, romantic relationships, when we look back and we actually start to do the healing process that we have attracted our mother over and over and over again. Wow. Oh my goodness. This is, this is so good. Just you know, insight is so powerful. So, you know, hearing Renika's words, if you've been through this, I imagine right now, so many lights are going off, just realizing like, oh my gosh, this is what has been happening my whole life. And I know it can feel overwhelming too, but the beauty is that change begins with insight. And so I love that you just paint this clear picture for us of what has happened, how it's impacted these women. And, and then now we're going to talk about the good stuff, right? I am really excited to hear what, what you believe the healing process looks like. Walk us through that. Okay. So the healing process, I truly believe it all starts with God. You have to allow God to get in there and really begin to rewrite your story because the healing process is not necessarily for me. It's not necessarily about learning all these new things. It's more about unlearning everything that you, that that was put on you by the world that was put on you in these relationships that you were in, because you are whole, you are healed through Christ Jesus. It's already given. It's a finished work. Now it's about you being able to see yourself in the way that the father actually created you for you to be able to take off all of those false identities that were put on you by your narcissistic mother and to be able to see yourself 
as the daughter of the king that you truly are. And so that process is all about getting down to your worth and your identity in Christ, being able to build that back up, restoring your relationship with God, because many of us will find that we're viewing God through our trauma. So learning how to actually see God as your father and that not be a scary thing because our parent is not like a picture that we that we want to see, you know, as far as God is concerned. And so a lot of it is re rewriting that relationship that you have with God to be able to see him as he truly is so that you can really be grounded in his love for you and then beginning to heal relationships outward, you know, so I kind of call it, you know, the ripple of life. So it goes from God to yourself and then out into the world. So restoring that relationship with God so that you're grounded in his love, allowing him to pour into you so that you have true identity and worth. It's not something that's external and attached to other people and attached to your accomplishments and, you know, all of the other things that you've been taught to attach your worth and identity too, you're finally beginning to ground it in the one true source, which is God, and then allowing God to help you to restore and rewrite the relationships around you. Him being able to tell you maybe which relationships are no longer serving you and, you know, you being able to set whatever boundaries are necessary in those relationships or draw lines, which I talk about with the ladies in, in my community, and also being able to from a healthy place, begin to attract those whole relationships that are going to enrich you and that are going to bless you. Wow. That is so beautiful. I love that you talked about unlearning. Like, I think that is so incredible to, to start from this foundation of you are already healed. You are whole, you're good. And now we have to unlearn some of these patterns that we have learned through what we've been through. And that, that is so beautiful and so full of hope. So I hope, Mama, if you're listening and this this is you, this you have a narcissistic mother, that you are just taking away this huge glimmer of hope that that there you are already whole, you are already healed, and there is a way, a path to walk this out. And so, Renika, can you just share, you know, for someone that's about to go on that journey, and I hope they go and find you, and you can tell us where they can find you in a minute. But what what can they expect from this healing journey? What are the biggest obstacles or hurdles, and how do they how do they overcome those? Okay, so some of the biggest hurdles. One of the biggest hurdles is you stepping away from codependency, stepping away from putting others above self, because that's been your whole life. So a lot of times when this healing journey starts, it takes a long time for us to grasp that this is all about me, that I have to keep my eyes on me, that my focus has to remain on me, that it's not, it's no longer about, this is not about my mother. This is not about, you know, any romantic relationships that went wrong. This isn't about other people. It's about you finally healing yourself and making sure that you are in a healthy and a whole space. So that's one of the major obstacles is, is not continuing to focus all of your attention, even within your healing on other people. Another major obstacle is the timing. A lot of us, we, we're, we're perfectionists and we're box checkers and this healing process is messy. There, there are no boxes to check. It's an ongoing journey. Every single day you wake up, you're still walking with God and he's still fixing things. And, and so 
it's ongoing. There very possibly is not an end date. So it's a constant walk. It's, it's not something that you're just going to, you know, run right through, you know, one steps one through nine and it's going to be finished. No, it's going to be an ongoing journey that you're in for a long, long time, but it, it, you do see lots and lots and lots of rewards along the way. And um, the third obstacle is just yourself. You have to get out of your own way and you have to decide you're going to have to make a hard decision when you embark upon this process that you're going to start living your life for God first and you're going to start living your life for yourself. And that's scary because this decision when you're dealing with especially narcissistic people and a narcissistic generational family line, it means that you're going to give up a lot. You're going to walk away from a lot. But I guarantee you, I promise you this, that whatever you have lost in the name of following Christ, because that's essentially what you're doing, you're reclaiming your life so that you can walk out the purpose that you are here for. Whatever you're losing or you feel like you're losing to follow Christ, he will give it back to you tenfold. Promise you that. So those are kind of some of the obstacles that you are definitely going to face, but I encourage you that you can, you can get through them and that you deserve the healing that you want. Oh, preach it girl. That is so good. And I think it just so aligns with what we talk about here, that if you want to show up as the best wife and the best mom, you've got to take your eyes off other people for a minute and heal yourself. And I love how you talked about that journey, not being like this linear start and stop process that it's, it's messy and there's not just boxes to check. And I think that's so true of any kind of healing. And so I, I'm just really feeling excited right now for the moms listening that just resonate with this so much because I think, you know, it just brings so much hope and clarity to their life. And so I am so excited for them to find you. Tell us all the ways that people can get in contact with you, what kind of programs and coaching you offer so that they know how they can work with you and really have someone to partner with them in this process. I think that's one of the best things that we can do is partner with someone that has walked this out. So I'm, I'm just so excited for them to meet you. Yes, I'm super excited as well. So you can find me at the Mama Trauma Podcast. You can come hang out with me on Facebook in the Mama Trauma Sisterhood. And you can head on over to RenikaCormier.com where you can learn all about my mini coaching packages. I have programs that are launching now throughout through the end of the year. So some really exciting things are going on in the community. And you can find me at RenikaCormier.com for all of that information. Yes. Thank you so much. You are such a blessing friend. I'm, I'm so grateful for your time and just your life, like this, this amazing walk with God that you have lived out and what courage it has taken to, to go on this path, to do the healing work. And then to say, Hey, come follow me. Let's, let's bring some more of you. And I just think that takes so much courage and I'm just, it's such an honor to know you. So thanks for, for being here today. Appreciate thank you, you a lot. Yeah. And mama will, we'll see you on in the Facebook group and please come share if this has impacted you. I would love to hear those of you that just had these light bulb moments and what that looks like. And I, I know God is going to use this in your life and be working through this. And I'll be praying for you, mama.
found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.